from the cobweb strewn shelves of the video store to the darkest corners of streaming, this is Creature Features. Warning to all listeners, Creature Features does discuss films that portray graphic content that may not be suitable for all ages. Hey, welcome back to Creature Feature. I am your host, Seth Tucker, and joined once again by my lovely co-host, Carolyn Tucker. Um, We are discussing tonight the 1958 classic, The Blob. And remember, we we cover several things here. Uh, Creature design. Uh, If it was, if it gets the intended effect across. How well it holds up. And then we discussed the film a little bit. So I guess we will go ahead and jump into this classic of science fiction, (laughs) The Blob. Well, so what do you think of the creature design? Uh, (laughs) Fairly blobby, right? I think. I mean, for the time, I guess it's not terrible, but it really just kind of looks like a blob of jello that someone threw on the floor. But it's not. (laughs) Right. No, you shouldn't eat it. No. Eat Ichi. Yeah. But it's also made of silicone. Oh, for real? Yeah, no, it was made of silicone. And they just kept, they just, they would add red dye the more people it had consumed. Oh. uh, That's why by the end it's so, because like initially when it gets on the guy, it's like almost clear. Wow, and then, yeah. I didn't even notice that. I thought it was just a... I didn't either, but I, I read that. You read that? I'm like, I noticed. Well, I mean, I noticed, but you just assumed when it, that, cause yeah. When, yeah, when it first gets on the guy um, in the beginning, you know, it looks like, you know, you know what it looks like? It totally looks like rubber cement. It totally it looks does. like rubber it cement. It looks a lot like rubber cement. So it looks just like rubber cement. And then later, as it's consuming his hand, it's it's, it's got more. It red looks like and... barbecue sauce, like a little bit on his arm. Yeah, yeah. like. Um, and I and then and I just what? thought that they, you know, the lighting was off mm-hmm. or whatever. Nope, they did that to to kind of symbolize it. Consuming consuming people. people. I like that. Which, yeah. And the yeah. Blob, the blob, I mean, it's an interesting creature. It's it's one of the few that gains mass from its yeah. victims. Now, like most everything else, it kills. As, and it may grow big, but right. it's not as a direct relation. Yeah. As it was small, I thought that it looked pretty good. Um, you know, as a blobby blob. I mean, it. The blob looked fine. Um, Very as, blobbish. Right. As they were trying to make it look bigger, it kind of got comical because they were using camera angles and they were using miniatures. The miniatures are not bad. The miniatures but are when really good. But when they're doing it, actually, the way they shoot some of the stuff, it's hard to tell that it's growing at all. Yes. The characters just say that it's growing in mass. Now at the very end, you can see it. You can see that it's a different thing. gigantic by that time, but really if you didn't have the characters telling you that it was growing, you don't have a lot of scale to see that it's gotten any bigger right. through most of the movie. Yeah, you don't because it is it is this thing moving and it's mm-hmm. it's coming through doors or it's it's oozing through vents. Right, cuz honestly, which could could denote almost any size. Yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, so it's it, not until the end until it really like comes out of the theater and stuff that huge. you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. this thing's giant. Yeah, you don't really notice that it's growing at all. They just Did you assume saying. it's like beach ball sized? Well, it kind of a lot of it. It kind of looks beach ball size for most of it. Yeah, a little bit. So, um, what I, what I, what I like is it, it, it it's I won't say like a non Newtonian mass, but it, it's almost it's almost like that. It's almost very like Lovecraftian because it's just completely outside of our purview of right a life form. Like I mean, and you and and you've got. You know, you've got aliens in the 50s. You've got aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got radiate, radioactive monsters. And the radioactive monsters are either giant animals mm-hmm. or a, a guy in a suit. And the aliens are guys in a suit. Right. None of them. They're all humanoid. They're all, you know, very much head, two legs, two arms kind of things. Yeah. Um, and then, then you have this, which is completely separate, has no rhyme or reason to it, and just dumb luck crashed here. Yeah. And then found a food source. Right. Um, and I and I think it's for the time I can imagine it was very jarring. Yeah, I I would say the concept of basically dissolving people when you touch them was it, I mean, it's still unnerving. Yeah. Um, but I could imagine that cause I don't think there was many movies that did something like that. No, that I can imagine that it was probably, you had stuff where aliens would take over them or aliens would look like people yeah. and stuff like that, but, but the, you didn't have this but the fact that it was just eating you by touching you. Like yeah. As soon as you touched it, you it were touched screwed. and therefore consumed. Yeah. So, um, and continued consuming. And co- yeah. Um, that was probably pretty terrifying to people. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, assume. conceptually still is. Oh, yeah. Conceptually, that's, yeah, that still is pretty because there's unnerving. Because I mean, it's, yeah. almost, it's almost very much like a, like a space jellyfish, I guess you would say. Right. It has no organs. Right. It has no sensory perception. Yeah. But is an effective hunter. Right. And as you know, most that stuff really bothers me usually. Like any TV shows that we've watched or any movies that we've watched where it is some kind of substance that, yeah, as soon as you touch it, it just like yeah. engulfs you. I usually have a hard time watching those. You yeah. know? Of course, this helps because the movie is so dated. Um, it's dated, but also you don't see a lot of people fighting with it. Right. It's, Although, it's, it's 1958, so you see a lot of the it coming at them. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. then, and part of it was because they didn't create a giant mass. Yeah. To yeah. Right. Although, and the the part in it where he uh, the blob attacks a doctor, and the the uh, you know hero I guess of the movie witnesses it, and he just it's um, engulfed his whole body, and he slams against a window, and you don't see a lot, and you don't see a lot, but then the the person describes what his they reaction saw. his reaction first of all is really good and then the description of it yeah he was covered and, in it and then he just and then he just vanished and yeah. that i that scene to me is very unnerving and very creepy even though the whole scene's dated you don't see a lot but the you f- see the doctor who is clearly the doctor and you see like someone kind of right right so the the imagery i mean i guess what they filmed is not that scary, but the, yeah, the concept behind it is, it is, yeah. that's scary to, to 
Yeah. You know, to see him and dissolve. I mean, this movie, right this movie is yeah. sixty-two years old. Yeah, and I know? was, and I remember thinking that when I when we watched it, I was like, you know, that's messed up. That's a messed up thing to well, say. There a reason, like, there's a reason the guy, the 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 character is like shaken, right, by what he saw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and you know, it it's yeah. I think it's good creature effects, and I think they were very smart with the way they did it. Yeah, and not. And they didn't go, you know what? We need an eight foot mass right. to put in the ring and with the, this guy. The thing is, is that I think that they did as good a job as they could at that time. But honestly, I can't think of a way they could have, it would have done better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, like, I feel like, yeah, they maybe could have done better, but I personally can't think of a way that they could have done it better. And when you consider this film was made for $110,000. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I didn't know that, but yeah. Um, and they do, they do. Cause this is, this is 1958. Yeah. It's you, you've got claymation, mm-hmm. which claymation really wouldn't have worked for this. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, I mean, it would have, but it would have just, it wouldn't have looked any, it would have looked like a ball of clay. That's true. Versus yeah. the the mass that it actually is, where you see through it. You can yeah. light comes through it, like hits, you know, stuff like that mm-hmm. that you're not gonna get with clay right. at the time. Right. There is no computer graphics. They could have animated it. But that would have looked just that would have looked like a cartoon on the screen with people. Right. Right. You know, same problem. Mm-hmm. Same problem. Um I guess you could have manned him and suited it. I don't know how. Just had him. He could have just rolled across the floor and did, did the inchworm. He could have yeah. Towards yeah, just did the worm. <laughs> he could have invented the worm. <laughs> um. So that's okay. So you've heard you've heard about the creature design. Yeah. I definitely think that the silicone with the the red dye added um, it captures hung. it captures what they were wanting. Right. Right. I mean, it, right. it. You look at that and you go, "Oh my god, the cranberry sauce is mad." Right. Um, right. Well, wouldn't I mean, you be? I mean, just saying, I love all cranberry those, sauce. All but those years of turkey sandwiches. I'm just saying. Knowing that you're the focus and what makes it a great turkey sandwich, but no one gives you credit that gives a turkey credit. Yeah. FYI, she doesn't eat cranberry sauce. Um, I wouldn't either if it was eating me. I, wouldn't, I don't think you well, should and, do and that. It, and it's, it, is, it is very funny to me that this. I mean, we, we can sit here and we can pan it and we can jeer it and, and, mm-hmm. and all that. If and, and if you want to, you can do that with any movie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's it. I will say it is very corny, but it because it's dated, not because of the movie itself. Because yeah, really, the movie's not bad. It's shot seriously. The acting's pretty good. I mean, it. So, to me, it's not that corny of a film, except that it's dated. That's the only reason. Fair. Um, so I guess we'll move into how well it holds up. Cause we both agree. It looks like a blob. I don't think it holds up, um, in the, like we said, where it's like obvious, especially watching it on HD again, makes again, it worse. Again, this was I think. 1958. So right. people, people uh-huh. seeing it in a theater. Right. So you can tell that like in some scenes when they're wanting to make it bigger, it's just in front of like a photograph. Like you can tell it's that you probably, a photo you probably or... couldn't have when, when it was first made, but, right. and then you can see that like, there's sometimes that they, for the miniatures, they just took a photo and they 
and then they cut the photo out and they almost like, 3D the photo, right? They, which they, is impressive. I think it was a brilliant idea and a brilliant way to do it. Hmm. But on HD, you could totally see that it is a photo, and then. Um, you know, the, the, the parts when they just show it up close, um, they do that a lot whenever it's about to attack someone instead or of showing coming it, at them. Right. Yeah. And so then they just show it real close up. Like it's, you know, getting up in your face and it, uh, that, that looks funny. I don't think they did that properly, but um, I think they did it okay without having, cause the other option you have is forced perspective. Where yeah. they put the blob really close to the TV, really close to the camera, <laughs> right. and the actor really far away. <laughs> right, right, um, right. Which you they they could have done, but if you think in the fact that they were, this was not shot on a studio. This was shot on location mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, at, at a couple different towns in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So they didn't necessarily have the room to do that. You oh, know. so it was shot in Pennsylvania? Yes. I remember when you made that comment last night with the uh, yeah, window there's sticker. A, there's yeah. a window sticker on a cop car that says Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's a shot in Pennsylvania. <laughs> but um, so there's just a few things. But in all reality, because the design is so simple, it does hold up, you know. Yeah. I mean. It gets shot and you see it. Like, like I pucker. said, I can't think of a better way they could do it now. I yeah. mean, maybe CGI, but well, they would totally you know, CGI. Yeah, it. They and I mean, you know, they remade it in the in the eighties. You showed me that one, and it and yeah. it looks. They didn't do much different, though. Well, they, they did. Still it, kinda... it is different because it's it's they they give it a different origin. Yeah. it's still from space. But no, it's no, not... I meant the design's not much different. It's got veins, which was weird to me. That is weird and gross. Yeah. And they, because like I said, they changed uh, the origin. And that it. one's real creepy because they do show it devouring people. And I didn't yeah, like, like that. People are in it and like yeah. alive. We'd have stuff, to talk about that one later, but I did not. And we sh I think we should. I yeah. think we'll, we'll at some point do the blob 1988. Right. And then we will do like a versus later. Yeah. But I did not enjoy like um, that, that part of it. That, yeah. Because that it, it was disturbing to see that the half dissolved people. That was pretty disgusting. So yeah. Um, especially if that's but, something that bothers you, but which... something that they couldn't have done back in the fifties. Mm -mm. You mm -mm. got you got all that they could with the old man's arm, right? And stuff, right? Um, so, and 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 I will admit they're very creative with their cinematography because mm -hmm. obviously you're dealing with a silicone mass. So a lot of times when you see it yeah. moving, what they did is they filmed it backing up and then played it in reverse to show it moving forward. That's mm -hmm. another reason you don't see it really interact with people. Right. Well, there are some scenes though, that uh, it's clearly a, um, or not clearly, but they, they use something a little more thin to um, go through the, like the vent. Yeah. To go through under the doors and, and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And things like that. So it does, um, you know, but the color's right. It's still the same color. And it still looks like the same substance. So they did that very well. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense. I mean, it, it is mm -hmm. it is a blob. Again, no no organs or anything like that. So right. It, it so can, it makes sense that it could it get can, as small it can as go it through, to or yeah. as flat as it it'll hit the surf. It'll hit the surface and mm -hmm. loop around it. Right. One thing I always wonder whenever I watch it, how does it hunt? Like jellyfish are in the ocean and a lot of times stuff stumbles into them. Mm -hmm. This thing was like actively prowling. 
I mean, there are uh, there are jellyfish that can also they. I mean, they do think that they're smarter than we originally thought, because there are jellyfish that hunt, and there are jellyfish that you know migrate, and there's jellyfish that you know all things that would uh, that would say that they need to have some kind of brain. Mm. Um, it's just not the brain that we know. So clearly, Fair. the blob could have had something. Um, again, because yeah, it does. Yeah, because it's not really like you know stalking people, but it's definitely keeping to the shadows, and it's definitely well. It's night. It's set at night, so that helps. Well, it's right, but it it seems to be able to think a little bit. It's not just this viscous um, substance that's well, and it seems. I mean, clearly because it's. That just is falling everywhere and getting on people. No, it's like actually thinking because trying it, to it, attack them. You know, yeah, in the, yeah. In the, in the in the in the early scenes, and I guess we can go ahead and start with the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. The movie actually stars Steve McQueen in his first leading role at the age of twenty-eight, playing seventeen. <laughs> um, I will say that the, the uh, teenagers are much like in Greece, where they look like they're adults and not teenagers but you know i think there's not too many movies with the exception of maybe uh high school musical where they actually were teenagers that especially for back then right that because most movies if they were teenagers they were adults playing teenagers usually (laughs) but and then it in in his female what i think is so funny is yeah he's like 17 and like there's a scene where his dad has to come to to the police station station and his dad is clearly only maybe 20 years older which i guess back then would have been (laughs) yeah Yeah. but his dad like is is older but he's only actually like a couple years older than Stephen queen (laughs) right um and his his romantic interest is anita uh corsat who um most of you may know not most of you some of you may remember as uh, Helen Crump from the Andy Griffith show, Andy's love interest. Um, but the, so it starts in Steve McQueen and, and Anita are kissing and, and then she's like, Oh, Steve. And his name is Steve in the movie, by the way. They um, didn't want to have to, you know, think of a new name for him. Again. They really didn't. Um, <laughs> They're like, this is Steve McQueen. You don't change his name. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that is in there. And then they see a shooting star and they mm-hmm. see a touchdown nearby. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, let's go and try and find it. Right. Um, at which, the same time, old man, you see an old man who actually heard it and it. goes out and he finds it. And then he does what any hillbilly bumpkin in the sticks would do. And he takes a stick and poke it and starts hitting the rock, right. which breaks open. And then there's this perfectly round, like silly putty ball in it. Right. And so he starts poking that and then it, gets on the stick and he's like, Oh, Oh, and holding it up, looking at it and it's drooping. And then he's like, Oh, and he turns it upside down so it doesn't get on him. And then it climbs up the stick and gets on his hand. Right. Um, and he can't get it off and mm. it's clearly, and it, he's, he's hurting and yeah. Yeah. You can tell it's, yeah. it's painful. And then Steve Which it would be if it was dissolving. Um, later it dissolves people quite, Fast. fast and i wonder if and i think that's probably a size thing right it was bigger so it could mm-hmm. it could act faster right maybe it was waking up too 
you know. Can't well, use. I mean, you got to think it's roughly the size of maybe a baseball versus mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. you know, the size of it's enough to encompass a movie theater. Right, right, right. Um, but it was, you know, and that's where Steve McQueen and the Jane girl. encounter yeah. the, encounter the woman encounter the counter it because the, the old man like runs across the street freaking out because mm-hmm. his hands being you? beat. Yeah, right. I don't know, I tell he would. <laughs> and they take him to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way this film sets up is like the doctor is closed. He calls his landlady. He's about to go. Um for a medical conference and he won't be back mm-hmm. till the, the next night. And then Steve McQueen shows up and the guy's like, Oh yeah. So he's already called. So of course, you know, people are, his landlady at least thinks that he's going out of town, but then he gets sidetracked and then, you know, uh, calls in his, his, his nurse, nurse. Cause he's, he's like, this thing is growing mm-hmm. and he's going to amputate the guy's arm. Yeah, because he doesn't know how to get it off, but he knows that you shouldn't touch it. Right, he, does he know knows that. not he, to touch it. He tells her not. He's like, "Whatever you do, don't touch it." And then, and and like you see, and I thought this was really good. And this is a scene they actually recreate in the remake, where the guy's like laying on the bed, and he's got a blanket under him, and you see like under the blanket it moving. Yeah, I like that, and it's a lot more graphic in the in the new one. But mm-hmm. anyway, so the nurse gets there, and he's like, "Oh, he's in there. I need you to prep him." And she goes in, and she's like, "Well, where is he?" Right, because the table's empty. Yeah, because it already by this point it, it had consumed it, the it guy, consumed him. Yeah, and then they throw acid on it. That does nothing. <laughs> yeah, and the nurse is like, "Nothing can stop it." And right, because like, if acid doesn't work, clearly nothing in the world could. And he's like, <laughs> "I have a gun. Hold on." Right, because if acid won't work, a bullet, a gun, a gun, a bullet's gonna work. It won't melt. I'll oh, shoot it. Um, <laughs> it worked for Jaws. And they uh, so the doc goes to get it. The nurse gets eaten. Yeah, poor thing. Yeah. Right. Because like her she's like twenty really seconds s- in the movie because she's right. terrified. She's like, "Don't leave, please don't leave." Please yeah. Don't leave. And then she trips. And then she falls and knocks over the lamp. And, and it eats her. And it gets her. And, and then he starts coming for the doc. The doc shoots it. And the bullets just like go inside of it. Yeah. You see. You see it like puff back, like it got hit by something, but it, of course feels nothing. Right. Um. So the doctor then locks himself in his office and picks up the phone. And then uh, Steve McQueen went out to find out what where the guy lived. Yeah. And they find yeah. his dog, which is like a random point throughout the movie. For, um, yeah, for they, some reason. I don't know. They don't but... kill the dog. I'll just go ahead and tell you that. They don't kill the right, dog. Right. <laughs> um, but it's um, anyway, that's he comes back and the doc like he can't get in, the office is locked, all the lights are off. He's like, Well, I'll see if the doc's took his car. Maybe he took the guy over to the hospital Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's when he sees the window. Mm -hmm. And then, and because this is 1958, it's a vastly different time. He goes, we need to go to the police. The doc's been killed. Right. And he does. And they come right for all those movies in the eighties where they're going, why don't you just go to the cops? Yeah. Just go to the cops. Or they go to the cops and the cops don't do anything. You know, it's the chief chief Wiggum thing. Oh, I'll just type that up on my invisible typewriter. (laughs) Um, And it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting take for the times. Um, And not, not just for the time, because this was a a vastly different time in America. You know, it's post-World War II it's pre it's kind of pre the the well, free love it was before the and, 80s so cops were a well, little it was more before confident the 60s and 70s cause... where you have the hippies too right 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 um but in, and so that the, the police go they look into the house 
and they find, you know, they, they don't really find a lot. And then they find a locked room and it is the room that he saw the doc get eaten in. And they, they, they go outside, they break the window, mm-hmm. the window's locked from the inside, the door's locked from the inside. With the that gun, just the gun made that me realize that I think, I just realized that that means it probably came under the door after him. Yeah, it came it came under the door clearly. Yeah, which you see it do later. You see so it do it later, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think about that till just about now. How it got to, yeah. yeah, and then it got out either through the vent or through the window. Probably just went through or, the window that it had broken when it was well, it attacking the doctor. It didn't break the window. The cops break the window. Oh, the cops break the window. Okay. Yeah, and of course the one cop thinks. That it's a prank. Punk kids. Yeah. Punk kids pulling a prank because it's funny to get cops out in the middle of the night. Kind of thing. I'm wondering, did, did they do that? Like, why would you go get a cop, take them all the way? Because they always do that. They always think it's a prank. Yeah. Well, like, they, I, that's they what I was saying. About, like, especially in the 80s, it was always pranked, a prank. They talk you know? about them having pranked the cop. That cop specifically the night before. I gotcha. I gotcha. But also that cop's wife apparently mm-hmm. had been hit on by, the turnpike by a 17 year old and the assumption the assumption i make is she died yeah you don't really they don't find say, out but, you know, but, but apparently so then that one cop can't stand kids and course, teenagers teenagers yeah. can't stand adult teenagers can't stand 28 year old teenagers right <laughs> who, who can um and it's, 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 you know, I thought that was kind of neat that it, the police are act like actively involved in this film. Yeah, and like the main cop, like the, so the it's, sheriff it's Sergeant or Bird and then the lieutenant is Dave. Like everybody just calls him they Dave. They just call him Dave. Yeah. No, like no rank. They're first just, name basis. Oh, hey, Dave. Dave. What's up, Dave? But, Sergeant Bird? Dave. <laughs> right, right. I didn't work this hard to become lieutenant. Just call me Dave. <laughs> call me Dave. It's cool. But, I'm the cool cop. <laughs> the cool cop. Um, but Dave actually tries to do his due diligence, and he's he's like, you well, know, well, we'll let's clear research this. Up. this well, let's, yeah, not just the cops that are not the cops and, are not bad in this. They they're doing their job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, you know, they they call Steve McQueen and and Anita's parents, and they come and get him, and they're like, all right, and and like. Then they sneak out together to go. They're like, nobody's going to believe us. We have to go find this thing ourselves. Right. We've got to find proof. And they do. His dad owns the grocery store in town. Mm-hmm. And uh, like they find the dog there, which was like the, the reason to get them there in the first place. Yeah. So then the dog. Yeah. Because the they... dog's like huddled up in front of it. And so like they go to get the dog and he steps on the little panel and the door opens and he's like. It's not locked. Yeah, so and so. Well, Mister So and So sweeps up and then he locks up. Yeah, and he goes go you know go in. And of course, old Mister So and So is nowhere to be found. But his his, his broom <laughs> is. He did have a name, by the way. <laughs> we just don't remember it. Um, but his broom is is still there. And then she's like, "Okay," and she's waiting. She hears him falling. She's like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah. No, I found his broom." Da, da, da. And then she turns around and there's the blob. Dun, dun, dun. And this lady, and she screams, and she falls back and knocks over a freaking display of cans, and it looks painful. <laughs> like she falls flat they, on her back on like cans. They actually tripped this poor woman. Probably <laughs> the, the director just pushed her. She broke her cossacks. She had to break her co- broken her cossacks <laughs> in that one. 
But of course, so she's she's distressed and faints or passes out. Or well, if you dropped on some cans like that, I'd I'd pass out too. That had to flipping hurt. Right. But Steve McQueen <laughs> sees it and like climbs the sh- the aisle and hops down the other side and gets her. Right. And they go in the back, can't get out, and then they like lock themselves in the the what does he call it later like ice box or something ice room or something I, yeah that's like an ice room or something because it's but not it's where a they, freezer it's where they're but it's keeping like, like hanging meat because this is like chilled. the 50s where yeah. like you had actual butchers yeah and it comes in after him and then it retreats and he's like all right well we know where it's at now so they leave and don't encounter it on their way out and they get the other teenagers and they're like they call call the cops the cops you know it's bird Sergeant Bird now, Dave went home. Right. And he's like, oh, these stupid kids. And they, uh, they're like, fine, the cops won't believe us. We'll tell everybody. So they start honking their car horns. To wake everyone up in the town. <laughs> they get the air raid siren going. They get like the fire department there. They get all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they look and there's nobody. There's They insert, they inspect the grocery store. There's nothing in the grocery store. And this is when the famous scene from the theater of it invading the theater happens and Mm -hmm. the people are fleeing into the street and they're like, Oh, it's in the theater. Anyway, they're like, well, we can't, you know, bullets don't work. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then it like encompasses the diner Mm -hmm. where Steve McQueen and Anita or excuse me, Jane have uh, sheltered in the basement with the owner who is not speaking English. He's like speaking Greek or something. And the scene where it encompasses the diner is where things get a little odd because that's also where the photo scenes take mm-hmm. place of it in front of photos. But then they drew it <laughs> like covering the diner. Yeah. Like scribbled it on the photo or, or, or something. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was a little weird on that front. So, um, so essentially the, the day is saved um, by the end of the movie. Steve McQueen lives. They don't kill any kids. They don't kill any dogs. <laughs> um, they don't kill the blob because it can't be killed. It can't be killed. But, but it is stopped. Yeah. Yeah. And then they go and, and dump they, it. Like, they dump it somewhere. At the end of... Uh, the military the, The military got on the phone right. with the sheriff's department and like we have they arranged... top men looking into it. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> um, and it does the classic, the end... Question mark. <laughs> um, another interesting fact is the theme song for this film. Oh my god, blob. it is so hilarious, and it almost makes it. It just doesn't fit the movie at all, because the theme song to me sounds like a TV show from the from the fifties, and not music for a what was supposed to be a legitimate horror film. <laughs> um, it was co-written by the great Burt Bacharach. <laughs> um, and it was number 33 on the charts. Right. Part of right. me wonders if the music aspect was that it was supposed to be geared more towards teens. Maybe. Who knows? And so since, since the main characters in it are teens, which was, which was a bit of a shift. Oh yeah. The time. They not well, if you think about, think time? about, think about the earlier movies we've discussed and stuff, it's always like middle-aged people. That is true. It's hardly ever. It's scientists. Years. It's police. It's federal agents. It's soldiers. It's not, it's not kids. That's true. It's not teenagers. That's true. So I think they went with something that was like a little bit more popular. Sounding. Right. But it's, it's pretty hilarious because 
the the opening even has like these pretty colors and and just like, a single singular color ring. Oh yeah, it's like a ray. It's yeah. a, and it's like red or a pinkish color, and it's like twirling as mm-hmm. they sing the hilarious theme song. Yep, 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 yep. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, it was number thirty three on the charts. The Blob has had a pretty significant cultural impact, I would say, though. Uh, you see him in Hotel Transylvania, the green thing with eyes. Yeah, uh-huh. he Blobby. is he. Yeah, he is Bob from Aliens vs. Monsters, mm-hmm. clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he received a sequel, Beware the Blob, Son of the Blob, is several different things, and it's a terrible movie, comparatively, <laughs> with no real, not a lot, a whole lot of cohesiveness. Uh, yeah, it's like kind of all over the place a little bit. I yeah. guess the main story is cohesive, but there's like... There's a lot of random weird stuff random throughout, weird stuff for no which reason. I think is yeah. somewhat it, like the victims of the time in, in the no in the original the blob oh. are just kind of random one offs, but they seemed fewer and it seemed less ad libbed mm-hmm. versus this one. And yeah. there's a lot more talking about people, whereas the other one it's like you see it, right? Yeah, this folk. one there's a lot of inferred deaths. Right, which makes sense because yeah. they weren't showing anything anyway because mm. they couldn't. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, I I think uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson said it's it's probably one of his favorite aliens from a scientific perspective, which is kind of cool. The astrophysicist. So the sequel, Beware the Blob, is um, gives viable reason for how the blob came back, but is a far inferior product. Compared to the original, it I think. really is um, bigger, uh, visible death count um, as most sequels do. But it, the acting is nowhere near. The acting as good. is bad. The effects are bad. The effects are really bad. And it, it feels like a lot of it's ad libbed. Yeah, and like we said, it was like it's got real trippy parts. Like that, and I think that, that maybe for the time ad lib and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. set in the seventies, but. Um, and then the remake, the 1988 remake. Which I referenced is, earlier that was disturbing is, is, in how it... But yeah. it's really good. Yeah, it's not bad at all. because um, It um, it updates, but is... is It's closer to the first one, I think. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a... Fairly close. Not updating a, for the times. Right, right. Um, uh, we, may, we may cover that in a later episode, so mm-hmm. we won't go too much into it. And now there's been talks of a remake since, I want to say, like 2015... Really? Um, yeah, I know at one time like Rob Zombie was attached, but he's been he's not on it anymore and and it's I don't know that it'll ever happen, um, but I know there's talks of it. Um the blob itself is available for rent on Amazon. So for the blob, nineteen fifty eight classic and its cultural impact and the fact that the acting is really good and that I think for the time it's as good as they could make it. Um, I'm I'm gonna give this a four out of six popcorn buckets. What about you? Yeah, I think four is pretty good because huh. I mean it's a good enjoyable movie. Um, but I don't like love it, love it. So I'm not yeah like right. But it's definitely one people should see. Totally, yeah. Because it's I mean it is classic. How many things reference the blob and talk about the blob so it's definitely one that i recommend that people watch yes uh, and it actually isn't that bad at all so mm. 
it's available on Amazon Prime uh, for rent. It's also available on DVD and Blu-ray mm-hmm. through Amazon. Uh, it's available for streaming on Crackle as well as Criterion Collection. Um, so if you want to know more about us, I'm Seth Tucker. I'm an author. You can find my books at radioactiverabbitinkink.com. Uh, Carolyn Edwards Tucker is an artist and creature creator for Mystic Reflections, and she is under all social media as Mystic Reflections. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, you can find me all over the internet. <laughs> uh, again, that's Mystic Reflections. Uh, we are creature feature. Mm-hmm. You can find us at radioactiverabbitair.com to find more about us or listen to us wherever you find good podcasts. Uh, We will be back next time with a different creature and a different feature. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Creature Feature is a production of Radioactive Rabbit Air. All contents are copyright Radioactive Rabbit Air. For more information, visit us at RadioactiveRabbitAir.com. Our music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. Thank you for joining us.